Well, good morning, everyone. It's just, it really is very good to be here this morning and to, to see you and to speak with a few of you and, and also um, just to see some people that I don't know. I think I said this last time I was here. Maybe I'm just repeating myself to the same people, but um, I'm sure there's loads of people here I don't know, which is, which is great. So, um, hello, I'm Richard. Um, if you don't know me, I'm the pastor at the King's Church and have been for the last 17 and a half years. I know you don't think that's possible, just looking at me. Thank you, Alison. Um, uh, yeah, but um, I've been there, but I haven't been there as long as the church has. The church, King's Church, has been there for just over 100 years. We celebrated our centenary in 2018, actually, which seems like yesterday in one sense, but it was actually pre-COVID, and that means it was a long time ago. Um, and, and we as a church actually started... I was a result of this church. So we have this connection from way back, um, and I won't go into the story now. I can tell you another time if you want. Uh, so we've always had that connection right from the beginning, but then probably about 10 years ago when we had some building works done, if you don't know the story, I'm just reminding you if you were here at that time, we, we had some building works done, so we, we couldn't meet on a Sunday. So we met together with you lot uh, for about three weeks, uh, three months rather, uh, um, and we shared time together. And then at for quite a few summers afterwards, we, we, we met together. Do you remember? I was, yeah, it was good. And then you changed your service time, and it came very inconvenient for us. So we still speak to you, but only just. No, no, we're very good friends. And uh, it's just, unfortunately, just because of logistics, it's not been able to, to get together so much. But I'm just glad I can be here today and, yeah, just be with you. So... Um, there we go. So I'm going to talk from uh, the Sermon on the Mount. So if you've got a Bible, you, you can turn to Matthew chapter 5 if you want to, to sort of follow along. Um, and um, the, uh, I'm, bringing, I'm, I'm reusing some... Oh, look, there we go. I, I did that. Uh, <laughs> there we go. I've, I've done a little graphic. I know you like your graphics here, so I, I, I did that. Um, we've been going through the Sermon on the Mount um, at King's for... Um, well, probably the best part of this year, actually. And um, so I'm going to talk from, from the beginning of that. Um, and you will know that uh, the Sermon on the Mount is probably some of, some of Jesus' most uh, famous sayings are in there. Um, and <clears throat> people within the Christian faith and also outside the Christian faith even regard the Sermon on the Mount as sort of a classic teaching, if you like. Um, and a bit of Bible trivia, because I know... Um, oh, he's not here, but I know we like our quizzes because I came to Ben's Leaving Do. But this is the longest block of Jesus' teaching in, in Scripture. Now, I'm not going to go through all of it today. You'll be pleased to know. I'm just going to take the Beatitudes at the beginning. Um, uh, and we're going to read that now. So, um, And you might want to keep your Bible open because I'm going to refer back to this um, as we go along. Um, I also, during lockdown, my, my eyes went... I went middle-aged, so I now have to do this. Um, so we're going to read um, Beatitudes chapter 5. Uh, Matthew, rather, chapter 5 of the Beatitudes. Now, when he saw the crowds, he went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, 
for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So, this quite famous bit of, not maybe the most famous thing that Jesus said, but that's a reasonably well-known part of Jesus' teaching. Um, if you're not familiar with it, uh, we're going to talk about that today. Um, it's a good thing to learn these Beatitudes um, and, and, and memorize them uh, because, you know, then you'll win a competition when somebody says, what's the fourth Beatitude? Um, but no, we're going to go deeper than that. Um, and... Um, this really sets the tone for the rest of what Jesus is going to say in, in the Sermon on the Mount. Um, and he starts off with these blessed are. Blessed are meaning well off or happy are the people in these situations. And when you look at the, the things that he said that are blessed, a lot of them you might think to yourself, I don't know whether that's very blessed, you know. Poor in spirit. Yeah, bring it on. That's the kind of blessing I want, right? That's the world we live in. Yeah, I'm just, oh, I just wish I had more poorness in spirit, if that's a way of putting it, you know. And then I'd be so blessed. Or, you know, come on, bring on the persecution. This is where the blessing is. We don't tend to think like that, do we? No. Okay. No, no. Good. We're on the same page. Um, and Jesus sets up this kind of upside down kingdom. You, if you know anything about Jesus, he tends to turn things upside down um, and the way that we look at the world and, and how we view things and how we live things is, in Jesus' way, oftentimes very different to the way the world we live in works. Agreed? So he tends to do that. So he's kind of doing that here. Um, and, and I'm guessing, you know, the world probably... And, and this is foolishness, isn't it, to, to the way the world works? You know, we talk poverty uh, of spirit and grief and meekness and persecution these are the places where blessing is found hmm not what you will find on an advert on a bus stop somewhere but there you go maybe that's how we should advertise our evangelistic courses yeah <laughs> um, but anyway, before we get, I mean, and if you read the Sermon on the Mount, you, you will see some, some more of that kind of upside downness. But um, I'm not going to talk so much about that today, but I'm going to talk um, more about um, who Jesus is speaking about in these blessings. Um, uh, we know that Jesus was speaking to his disciples or the, or the people that are gathered to him on the mountainside. So you imagine, I don't know, John and I, where's John gone? He's disappeared. Oh, he's over there, right. You know, John and I, from time to time, cycle. John cycles a lot quicker up hills than, than I do. And when he gets to the top, he has the time to just look at the, the, the surroundings around while I come <laughs> at the, and I get to the top and I just about catch my breath and we carry on. But imagine that scene, you know, on this beautiful scene. He's on the mountainside. There's flocks of people have come to listen to him and he's speaking to them. And he says these words. We know he's speaking to them, but who is he speaking about? And I want to suggest today that first, he's not just, but I think first and foremost, Jesus is speaking about himself in these, in these Beatitudes. That would be outrageous, wouldn't it, be for, for God to speak about himself and tell you about him. But that, that's, I think that's what he's doing. And I'll explain why. Um, 
I think these eight, well, some people say, say there's nine Beatitudes, but I would say there's kind of eight, and the last one is kind of doubled up. Um, these eight Beatitudes tell Jesus' life in miniature form. So if you want to know Jesus and you want to sort of be able to tell his story very briefly, this is a good outline. This is a really good outline. Each line of these Beatitudes describes something of Jesus' death and resurrection. There's a theme. Um, you know, that, that's a kind of a Jesus-y theme, death and resurrection. Um, and, and in fact, in our faith, everything, wherever there is a death through Christ, there is a resurrection, which we can celebrate. Yeah, we, we, we have new life in Christ, but that comes through us dying to the old and being raised to new life in Christ. Yeah, that's a kind of a Baptisty type thing, isn't it? We, we're, yeah, on the, on, on the baptistry over there. Yeah, yeah. very good, very good. Um, and, and this, first and foremost, speaks of Christ, but I think it also then speaks of our lives in Christ and our new life that we find in him. So let's have a look at just very briefly um, these Beatitudes and how they speak of this death and resurrection uh, and how they relate to Jesus. So if you look at the first Beatitude, it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You know, Jesus, he was the one, talks in Philippians, of how he emptied himself. He was equal with God, but he emptied himself. He poured himself out even to death, death on a cross. That sounds pretty poor in spirit. Imagine, you're, one day you're just God. I mean, I, I, this is terrible theology, by the way, but one day you're just God, and then all of a sudden, the next day, you're not God, and you're hanging on a cross. You know, I mean, that is quite a drop, right? <laughs> That's poor in spirit. Do we see Christ in that? I do. Yet it is his that is the kingdom of heaven. Next one. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. That's a weird one, uh, yeah, isn't it? But yet, Jesus is the one. You know, he, he went to Lazarus. You know the story of Lazarus. Lazarus dies. What does Jesus do? He goes, and before he does anything, he weeps. He's touched by the grief of the moment. You know, when he's going around Jerusalem, um, his soul is sorrowful at the state of affairs. I mean, we can all say that today, can't we? There is a lot to be, to be grieved by in the world around us. And, but we know that Jesus ultimately does that even more than us. Um, and you know, you remember in the Garden of Gethsemane, he, 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 he's there on his knees, just desperately sorrowful and mourning what he knows will happen. So we see Jesus in this, one who mourns, the ultimate one who mourns. But it's him that receives the ultimate comfort. Resurrection, that's a pretty good deal for the, the mourning and the sorrow and the pain and, and the struggle that Jesus goes through is, finds its fulfillment in, in resurrection. Blessed are the meek, <clears throat> uh, for they will inherit the earth. Again, think about Jesus. How did he enter Jerusalem? Ta-da, here I am. Nope, on a donkey. You know, how did he enter the world, in fact? Let's take a step even before that. Da-da, you know, kind of, no, just as a baby in, laid in a manger and all the nativity scenes that we do at Christmas time. You know, he's the one who associated with the outcasts, didn't he? And the, and the people who were on the edges and the people that were out there and just 
nobody else wanted to touch. He was meek. And he's the one who will inherit the earth. Yeah? That's good news. I mean, particularly with all the craziness that's going on here and all the, you know, I, 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 I'm sorry to keep going back to this in, or hint at this, but, you know, the whole situation in Ukraine and you've got this Putin character, but it could be any kind of character that does that kind of stuff. And you just think, not power, but meekness will inherit the earth. That's good news. And Jesus is the one who, who shows us that. Uh, where have we got to? Uh, meekness. Okay, blessed are the, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Who is Jesus? He was the one who fulfilled the law. I mean, there was nobody else who hungered and thirsted for righteousness more than Jesus. Yes. I think, I think uh, there was great satisfaction in Christ, in all that he did and showed us. Blessed are those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. You know, Jesus... Merciful towards sinners, the sick, the poor, the outcast. I already mentioned those categories of people, but he was merciful upon people caught in adultery. You name it, he was merciful. And from the Father, he receives the ultimate mercy. Blessed are those who are pure in heart, for they shall see God. I mean, who better than to go to than Jesus, to one who just has that connection with the father because his heart was pure and and he he just had that connection with with father god that that we yeah that we can just look to and, and say there we are there's jesus again um blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called sons of god there's a little hint <laughs> son of god remember that title yeah and so you you, you know there's Jesus making peace between us and God, between us and one another. He comes, he's the ultimate peacemaker of all time. He is the ultimate son of God of all time. And then finally, the, maybe another more obvious one, blessed are those who are persecuted for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And that kind of wraps up the whole of the Beatitudes. We started with the poor in spirit who are, uh, inherit, um, receive the kingdom of heaven and so also the persecuted. It, it sort of brings us to a conclusion here. But you know, Jesus, we remember he was... He was persecuted by the religious people of the time, wasn't he? He ended up on a cross, didn't he? You know, the ultimate persecution. Um, and yet his, the kingdom of heaven. There's resurrection after his death. So I hope you see, just, just and, and, and I want to encourage you, meditate on these, um, the, these, these scriptures, the, these, these eight Beatitudes this week, um, and, and, and see Christ in them. Because I don't know about you, but the more I see Christ, the more I just get excited about life here. Because if I look at the news, I don't get particularly excited about life here. I don't know about you. Mm -hmm. um, but but as, I, as I look at these Beatitudes and I see Christ in them, hope rises. B blessing comes. Um, and as a practice, what I've been doing just, um, I can't remember, for a while now, maybe the last, probably getting on for a year, I've been uh, praying these Beatitudes. So sometimes, you, do you ever wake up in the morning, oh, I don't know how to pray, or sometimes you get distracted, I'm not quite, you know, and you end up, you, you start praying, and then before you realise it, you've written a shopping list. I mean, not just talking about a prayer shopping list, I'm talking about a literal shopping list, you know? Oh, I'm praying for the family, and then you realise that they need orange juice, and, it's, and the, you know how prayer sometimes goes like that? Does that, anyone else have that? 
Okay, yeah. I find sometimes when I have something when I can pray through, even if it's just reciting these before God, is it's powerful. Because then you start to pray for the people around you and you realize, oh, there's some poor in spirit here. Oh, I see Christ in this situation. If you ever help out in food bank, some of you help out in food bank, uh, we have a session on Friday. And by the way, just want to echo uh, what Alison said. There is real need at the moment. Not only need uh, in the community, but for the first time since I've been doing food bank, which we've been having food bank, I think it's six years at King's, uh, it's the first time where I've realized that we don't have everything we need to give out. Normally it's just kind of, yeah, just have what you want. It just comes out of the warehouse. But now the warehouse is getting low, I think for the first time, in a worrying way. Not in a worrying way. I'm preaching at Kings later. Do not worry. Not in that kind of worrying way, but in the sense that, hang on, this is, stuff's changing here. So we need to, we need to pray for that. Um, but ultimately, when you, you meet people in need, poor in spirit, ah, oh, I'm seeing Christ there. Let's pray blessing on them. Let them know the kingdom of heaven. You know, when people are grieving, we can, we can come and we can pray, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. That's hard, that's painful, but in that moment, in, those, in that grief, we can see Christ, because Christ is with them. That's a great thing, isn't it? Christ, is, he's been through this, so he knows, and he is with them, and, and you will be comforted. Even just in knowing Christ with you, there is comfort. So I've started praying these, um, and in doing so, I think I'm seeing Jesus more. Not only in my prayer, but also then when I go out into the world, and I say, oh, there's this stuff happening here. I see somebody who's just being merciful. They don't have to be Christians. Sometimes non-Christians can be merciful too. And, and you say, well, I see a glimmer of Christ there. I'm going to bless that. So I thought to finish, we could, we could pray these together. And what I mean by that is we're just going to read them. And you might think, well, I'm just reading them. But let's read them as a prayer, yeah? And, and then if we... We'll say amen at the end, and then it will definitely be a prayer, right? Then we know we're on the same page. Um, so let's do that, and, and let's pray. Open our eyes, Lord, to see you more as we do that. Let's pray. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit, inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Amen.